Welcome to Dawn Patrol, the 30A morning show. Good morning! Presented by 38 Cottages and Concierge. Yeah! <laughs> Online, 38cottages.com. Good morning, everybody. It is Dawn Patrol. We've got a storm brewing in the Atlantic, and it's a good time to talk with our friends over at Coastal Insurance. Their website is coastalcoverage.com. Right now, we have Tropical Storm Danny. It's anticipating the, to be a hurricane soon. Uh, it's just sitting out there and building speed. We don't want to freak anybody out about this. We do want to talk about it, so you're uh, familiar with the uh, way things happen along the Gulf Coast here when it's hurricane season. We've had quite a few in our area, had a couple close misses uh, from some really big storms. Uh, Grant, uh, you, uh, you've you been in the area for quite a few, so let's talk about some of the storms that you've been here for, and they were the big ones. <laughs> yeah, well, we came here uh, shortly after Hurricane Opal, actually, uh, but, of course, that was our... Uh, storm test for a lot of folks for a long time was Hurricane Opal and then uh, Hurricane Ivan in 2004 uh, was my first experience with uh, with it and even though our area immediately uh, along 30A and so forth was not hit that bad uh, it uh, it was a big storm. Yeah absolutely uh, just the, some of the history of the storms that we've had here uh, I kind of wrote some of them down. You end up kind of remembering them as uh, you know bad friends <laughs> that you just can't get out of your head. Uh, you had Opal, Ivan. Uh, there was one Aaron. It was just. It was actually we had a storm within a couple weeks of each other that came in. It was Aaron and Opal. Uh, Katrina was a very close one. We know what that did, and of course Andrew scared everybody. Hit Miami hard. So let's. Uh, I'd like to talk about. Uh, from an insurance standpoint, what are Grant's biggest concerns when it is hurricane season? We do have a hurricane. Well, my biggest concern has always been and uh, will continue to be is the reluctancy for people along the 30A corridor, uh, especially uh, to buy flood insurance. Uh, f- uh, the We enjoy a... Uh, an unusual uh, elevation here. Everybody recognizes that we're the highest point on the Gulf of Mexico at certain uh, points of the beach, and and um, and so people get into a lull where they don't buy flood insurance unless it's required, perhaps by their lender and so forth. And uh, uh, but I test everything rather than by Opal or or Ivan or Aaron or any of the old storms. I test everything by Katrina, and Katrina hit the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and nothing's ever been like it. They had inland flooding. Six to twelve miles to twenty-eight foot tidal surges that went above the uh, the old oak trees were completely underwater, and that's and what we don't know is what's going to happen if that hits here. Mm-hmm. Uh, every homeowner's policy excludes flood, and and tidal surge is flood, and uh, so being prepared for it, that's the number one concern, and is that people will uh, purchase flood insurance and then and, and maintain it. Let's talk about uh, renewals. <laughs> That's a, that you mentioned that a couple times now. Uh, people forget to renew, and tell me about that. That was your number two on the list. Yeah, number two on the list is uh, is one of the issues in Florida is uh, that we have we all have. Uh, especially if we have flood insurance, we have multiple policies on our houses. We don't have just one, and and we see it all the time. The people just don't remember to renew their policies. They'll get a renewal billing and think they've already paid it because they paid perhaps their homeowner's premium where this one's their flood or even vice versa. And there's a really strange situation in Florida is as your, their, your agent 
uh, I may have, let's say I've got 10,000 customers. They don't, uh, the insurance companies are not required to give us notice that you didn't pay your premium. And the mortgage company gets it. The customer gets it, but they don't tell us. So we don't have a way uh, to efficiently tra- track that and reach out to people and say, hey, you know, you didn't pay this. And unfortunately, we find out sometimes after there's been a claim. And that would be devastating after a hurricane. Not a fun phone call to have to be on, no, I'm sure. Not at all. <laughs> hey, let's talk about uh, when it's too late to get insurance. We've got a storm that's about 1,300 miles away from us right now. When's it too late? Yeah, we struggle with this every year, especially in the real estate community here. And in the old days, we called it when the storm's in the box. And a lot of the old uh, realtors that have been around for quite a while uh, recognize that uh, its planning is very important, especially in uh, the uh, real estate closings. And uh, so uh, the the box was a longitude-latitude line that existed for years. Now it's changed to some degree. But basically, if we have a named storm that has any uh, threat to the coastline of Florida, whether it be our coast or the east coast, all the insurance companies shut down, no more binding, and no more reinstating policies that maybe have been canceled where people failed to pay their premiums or, or renew it. So people are watching the Weather Channel right now, and they see Danny. Uh, where's the box in relation to that? Yeah, so uh, Danny's, uh, as we've... I'm not a meteorologist, but uh, it's days and days away from uh, knowing where it's going to go or where it might go. The models have it going all over the place. But once it once it centers in and one model identifies it as a threat to the Florida coastline, that's when the policy binding is over with till, until it's completely gone. What part of 30A, in your opinion, uh, I mean – is more susceptible to a storm surge. I would imagine it's the west end. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Any, uh, it follows the the coastline. I mean, obviously, the elevation is where we is where the vulnerability comes. We have areas that have less vulnerability because they have uh, they're on higher ground, mm-hmm. and then we have areas that are more vulnerable. And primarily, like you said, as you go east. Uh, I mean, partly as you go west, uh, you know, Old Grayton, uh, Dune Allen, any of the areas that are sitting uh, below the uh, the expected storm surge would be uh, would be somewhat vulnerable. Uh, the storm surge for Ivan and Opal were both in the eight to fifteen foot range. So, and that means foot, uh, feet above sea level. Right. So, uh, as we look at uh, areas like. Uh, the Western Lake area and Grayton Beach and so forth, we're averaging elevations somewhere between four feet and uh, and say ten or twelve feet. So they're they're certainly vulnerable, and and we're all vulnerable to a Katrina. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget, I believe it was Ivan as as bad as the surge was in the Tiger Point area over there, and uh, they were devastated. The old Pensacola Bridge got knocked out. Absolutely. It's amazing, the power of water. Yeah, and uh, when you, we used to drive over that, you kind of look at it and you're like, boy, that must have been some high waves coming through here. That, that was, That's crazy to think about that. Well, Ivan, you know, Ivan was actually a Cat 5 at one point mm-hmm. before it turned toward shore and had uh, uh, one of the buoys, it had a 70-foot wave. So can you just imagine if that had not uh, dissipated like it did? I can't imagine that. We talked about uh, how people respond. Some people hunker down during storms. And uh, with kids, I have six-year-olds, we get out of town. They haven't been around one yet, but that's kind of been our mode. If it's bad and it's turning this way, we just say we're going. Uh, Tell me what you you called it, uh, what syndrome? (laughs) 
<laughs> the misery. The, the misery factor. The misery you know? factor. <laughs> the, the reality is when that power goes off and if it stays off for days, it's, these houses now are built tight. They don't breathe. They mm-hmm. don't get, they're not designed to get cross ventilation and airflow in them. And, uh, it's hot and it's just miserable. And, uh, uh, and why not leave? You know, uh, the, certainly again, we do enjoy certain areas where our elevation hopefully protects us to some degree. And also the, the enhanced building codes here have been, uh, very effective against the winds. But, uh, it's, uh, the problem is, is that is like Ivan, but right before it, uh, went from a cat five to a cat three, they, uh, uh, it had previously not been a cat five. Right. And, uh, and I remember being here that night looking at, uh, uh, the, uh, the television and my phone ringing and saying, this sucker's got a 70 foot wave pattern. Yeah. And I was like, what a mistake I've made. Yeah. We, we actually, when it went, when it upgraded, we left it five, six o'clock the next morning. And we, <laughs> my townhouse in Destin, we actually put a uh, mattress on the back window, the sliding glass. And that was our, that was all we could even think of doing in Destin. But at that time it had so much power. We're like, this is probably not going to help if it was a direct hit in Destin, but it, it went to the West. So uh, yeah, uh, Orlando is popular with our family whenever <laughs> it's time to get out of town. So uh, talk about preparing for hurricanes as a family. Think of it from a family perspective. What do you recommend? Well, I think everybody should have some kind of plan. Uh, you know, we at the Blackwell House, we have a plan, uh, uh, depending on which way the storm's headed. My family goes to Mississippi or they go to Georgia. And, uh, and waiting to the last minute is a bad idea. If you've ever talked to anybody that got stuck on these roads and took them 14 hours to get to, uh, Hattiesburg or, you know, tw- 12 hours to get to Atlanta and, uh, yeah. and, and more. If you have kids, just leave early. Make the commitment to leave early. Uh, I know my parents for Opal ended up leaving. Uh, They just kind of said we waited too long, but they still got on the road. They made it up through Milton, tried to get over to – I think they ended up spending the night in Hattiesburg, and it took them like 16 hours to get there. And and it was hitting. (laughs) So they kind of got there as it was hitting. Uh, But uh, it was hitting the coast, and they were just north of it. So, yeah, yeah, don't wait too long. you got to make that commitment to get out of town if if it happens. So let's not talk about that. Really, we kind of just wanted to know about uh, some major things through Coastal Insurance, uh, what you recommend. Is there anything else? You know, just uh, like I said, the the – Make sure that your premiums are paid. Get flood insurance if you have time to do it. Uh, another thing is is keeping your insurance policies in a safe place. Keep in mind, if we get a major storm here, whether your insurance is with Coastal or whether it's with another agency, uh, our buildings could be destroyed, and right. and you'll need to be able to uh, be in a position to file your claims directly with the insurance company. And you won't, you may not even know who your insurance company is. So having those policies handy, or at least. Uh, uh, having the names of your insurance companies handy and know that on Coastal's website, if you're a Coastal client, we actually have the claims numbers for all the carriers in the event of a hurricane. So. That's awesome. And uh, I'll tell you what, no matter who you have your insurance with, I think Grant will take your call. That's correct. If they have any, any questions Absolutely. about insurance. Absolutely. So tell them how, how people can get in touch with you, Grant. You can uh, reach me at, uh, my email is grant at coastalcoverage.com and we can be called at the office at 850 850- Two three one zero zero four two. That's Grant, and we will maybe touch base with him a little bit uh, later if this thing kind of gets a little bit closer. It's not time to freak out yet, but it is time to pay attention, right? That's right. All right, Grant. Thanks so much. Thank you.
Dawn Patrol, presented by 38 Cottages and Concierge, with properties in Rosemary Beach, Seacrest, Seagrove, Seaside, and Watercolor. Unpack, relax, and forget where you're from. 38cottages.com.